Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. All right, everybody. I have a very, very special guest today. And we have actually been chatting and having a grand old time. And then, oh, well, you might want to record something. (laughs) So, Shelly Hink, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Wow. You know, it's so amazing. And I, Shelly is kind of a, a, a new friend, but boy, just so much depth and beauty and wisdom and power. And she is a powerhouse and has so much to share. Uh, and and I'm just really excited. So Shelly, is it okay if I read your bio just so people kind of figure out where you're coming from? <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. There's a lot here. So we'll just, it's good. So Shelly is a registered nurse, BSN turned wholeness expert, educator, author, artist, coach, and creator. Wow. After spending 18 years at the bedside, many of those years in the birthing room, she was called to merge her passions between science, spirituality, and creativity and birth something brand new. She founded the Whole Soul Studio with her husband, Todd, where she functions as the buckle in artist of the soul. It's like, I'm an artist of the soul wannabe now. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Their mission is to help the body of Christ awaken to wholeness by helping people heal emotionally, live creatively, and prosper abundantly through the lens of the creative process. She has a deep passion for helping people who experience trauma as a trauma thriver, rock on, uh, herself, and has a true understanding of the complexities of how trauma affects every area of our life. She ho- hosts Finding Beautiful Experience Retreats and Artist of the Soul Sessions, where she helps people find the beauty in their broken stories, cultivate their highest calling, and create their God-sized dreams. She is a number one international best-selling author and has been featured on the PBS documentary Medical Stories Under Control. She is also the founder of Team Redeem, an amazing community of people whose mission is to help themselves and all people redeem health and create wealth, wealth, oh, wealth through fabulous through a simple physician-led habit transformation program focused on physical, emotional, and financial well-being. Collectively, they've helped over 5,000 people. Her approach is always holistic in nature, considering all aspects of a person's well-being with a deep knowing that all people are made in the image and likeness of the divine and that and that beauty is their birthright. I, I, I've got so many hot buttons in reading that. I don't, it's a little hard for me to settle on. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about finding beauty in our broken stories today. So, uh, so welcome, Shelly. You're clearly amazing. This is going to be amazing. So yeah, we'll, we'll dive into, you know, sort of share a little bit of your story, kind of how you kind of journeyed in this process and how that kind of dovetails into kind of this mandate of finding beauty in our broken stories. Yeah. Well, like most of our stories, <laughs> uh, started a long time ago, right? Because who we are is who we've always been from the beginning of time, right? And I just 
I believe that uh, life is a custom curated curriculum uh, to help us to become who we've always been. Right. And so, um, you know, I start off in my book, just say no, uh, my chapter, it's a co-authored book. My chapter is entitled backward is beautiful. And, um, the reason why it's titled that is because, um, it's really through looking backwards, Mm -hmm. right. Looking backward at my broken stories, what I perceived as broken, um, that I really found my purpose and calling. And so uh, the book starts out with a scene um, where I uh, was uh, just enraged by suffering. (laughs) And uh, I was about 12 years old around there, maybe 10 to 12 years old, enraged at the suffering of the world. And, um, I told, I told my brother, you know, I was like, that's not right. And, you know, I was like, just so enraged about the suffering that was happening. And, uh, my brother said, what are you going to do? Shelly open the save the world foundation. And I was like, you never know. I just might. Right. <laughs> so, um, but you know, uh, you know, not realizing at that young age that life is always reflecting back to us. So really it was my own suffering right. That I was wanting to be free from. And, um, so I've just endured a lot of, you know, I call it drama and trauma, right. Just a lot of broken stories, right. Um, from losing my, my boyfriend, uh, to a tragic car accident, which awakened me to the fragileness of life at a very young age to witnessing, you know, my, my dad, um, commit suicide. You know, I actually, found him. I was there with him. Um, you know, I watched my brother suffer and uh, die from drug related complications. Um, as a nurse, I got to see the, you know, the suffering of humanity from a front row seat. Right. And so there's a lot (laughs) in my story and you can download my first chapter of my book at my website and it kind of spells it all out. I don't know uh, if you want to go into all the details because there's a lot there, but what I know is that we all have broken stories and those broken stories are literally what, what catapulted me in to my calling. Um, and without those things, even though I wouldn't want any of those things to happen without those things happening, I would not be filled with the compassion that I'm filled with for people. So that's kind of how my story started and, um, lots of suffering. Um, I suffered from PTSD and drama and trauma for years. I ended up having a physical health breakdown, um, and wasn't able to work as a nurse, um, during that time because I was so sick and, uh, God told me, treat yourself like a houseplant with complicated emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. this was after a year of going to every doctor, every specialist, every thing I knew to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, you know, it's just, you know, I heard, I heard the Holy spirit say, treat yourself like a houseplant with complicated emotions. Wow. And that was what awakened me to, what a you know the beginning of what awakened me to what I'm doing now. Wow. Now a house plant with complicated emotions. So as a house plant, what do we do with a house plant with complicated emotions? So- <laughs> <laughs> we need good nutrition. We need, you know, we need to feed the soil. We need sunlight. We need 
you know, just the basics, right? We need uh, sunlight and rest, right? The evening hours. Um, And then the complicated emotions part, well, that's more complicated, right? It's a lot easier to drink 64 ounces of water um, and eat healthy, right? Than it is to go deep within your soul and look backward, right? And explore the things that you thought you hid away in your, in your soul, in your heart, Um, you know, because that was 20 years ago. Right. So we think that that doesn't affect us today. Um, And even in the traditional evangelical church world, you know, that is taught, that is taught, right? Like, don't look back, (laughs) don't, whatever you do, don't look back, blah, 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 blah. Right. You got to look forwards, like, you, you know, and, um, I, I was doing that. I was spiritual bypassing. I was spiritually masking right for a very long time. And, uh, and what, what you up with by me. that is <clears throat> using like these spiritual isms yeah. to kind of stuff and bypass really right. dealing with what's really going on inside. Right. Cause we're supposed to count it all joy. Right. We're supposed to, right. you know, be thankful for all, all persecution and all suffering and, and count it all joy and know that all things work together for good for right. those that love the Lord, you know, and, um, you know, yeah, all of those, that doesn't mean you don't deal with your stuff, <laughs> right. right? but nobody ever tells you how to do that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, um, being in, I was, we were in ministry, um, so also because you were in ministry, did you have this pressure to have to look like you had it all together? And yes. had all the <laughs> okay, so there's that too. Like we can't we can't have a problem because that means we're not in faith or whatever. Right. Well, yeah, and I come from like a word of faith, you yeah. know, background, right? So it's just you just cast the devil out and you just pray some more and speak in tongues some more and you just need one more healing line, right? Yes. The, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can honestly say I'm grateful for all of those things too. Yeah, me too. I think they have a place. Mm-hmm. And uh, however, you know, what happened was um, you can only suppress so much. You can only spiritually bypass so much mm-hmm. uh, before your body tells on you. So I have a saying, when your head and heart disagree, your body tells on you. Ooh, wisdom right there. Say, say it again. <laughs> When your head and heart disagree, your body tells on you. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> so your stories are stored in your cells, in every cell in your body. And you can lie to your mind, but you cannot lie to your to your body. Yeah, we used to call that um, a lot of times when you're not grieving or weeping or whatever, it, it, it manifests in, it will manifest in your body. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can have like, there's broken heart syndrome, right? Like there's, you can literally die of grief from a physical heart problem that's manifested from your emotions, you know, and emotions. Oh my goodness. And the word of faith, I don't know about other, you know, but like, oh my goodness, they were, they were, (laughs) you don't get to have emotion. Right. Exactly. You're not using it. Unless it's joy, the joy of the Lord, honey, you can have that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sorry, keep on going. Oh yeah. No. So, so, um, you know, that's kind of really what happened was I got, um, basically what happened to me was that I kept ignoring 
my, my body mm-hmm. and my heart. Right. Because I, you know, I also thought that my heart was deceitful above all things. Right. And that you can't trust it. Right. Right. So I'm just all head knowledge, all just above like just, above all things and desperately wicked. You forgot right. that. My heart's desperately wicked. My flesh is evil. Right. Like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. It's just one of those not, not helpful if you don't understand where it's coming from. Okay. Keep going. Right. If if you, if you understand what I'm saying, you're probably chuckling on the inside and I see you. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, then that's okay too. But, um, but yeah, so what, so I got basically like a year timeout of life because what I developed was, um, a host of things, but one of the things that I developed was, um, pot syndrome. So for those of you listening that might not know what that is, um, that's postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And, um, anything that's a syndrome, by the way, is just a collection of symptoms that nobody really they understands. Don't they, they don't know. Take these off and we'll call it something. And we act like yeah. We'll just call it a syndrome. And then, because if you can diagnose something, then you can find, you can get a pill for it. Okay. So that's, that's what I was diagnosed with pot syndrome. But essentially what happens with pot syndrome is that your head and heart literally are not communicating with each other. So it was a physical manifestation, a physical of, manifestation a, of what was going on inside your emotional, inside. psychic, spiritual dynamic there. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. And so you randomly pass out. Right. Um, and so I was just not reliable, right? Because you could just pass out wherever and, um, feel faint and, um, it comes with a lot of other symptoms, but, uh, and I had chronic daily migraines. So that's, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I have a migraine. Well, this was every single day. You have more days with migraines than you don't without migraines. How? Mm-hmm. It was literally hell. The people who have chronic daily migraines have a high rate of suicide because it's so painful. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that, those are kind of the things that I had going on. I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder. Um, not one person ever said to me, tell me about your past. Nobody ever looked backward. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't going to look backward because I knew there was a lot of stuff back there that, I couldn't control. I, it was in the past in my mind. It was like, it was in the past. It's not happening now, but the problem is, is that my body didn't know that <laughs> body was stuck back there. My body was stuck back there. Yep. And, and your, your psychic infrastructure. Yeah. My spike psycho spiritual being was not happy. And then my body was screaming to get my attention. Right. And so I'd go to the doctor. I was in a traditional nurse, right? Bachelor's train nurse, nurse, you're sick. You go to the doctor, you get a pill or I was word of faith. You go see in a prayer line, you get the hands laid on you. And if you don't get a miraculous healing, like that's what you do. Right. Okay. Those are your two options. <laughs> It's crazy now that I think about it, but, um, so I went to every doctor, I had two surgeries. I went to every specialist I could even think of, right. I had like a full-time job going to the doctor, but ultimately, um, what, what awakened me was, yeah, we, you, we are basically houseplants with complicated emotions and the complicated emotions part is the, the big deal here. Um, 
especially for people who have complicated, you know, broken stories. That's what I like to call it. I I feel like trauma is kind of a word that we kind of pass it around like a lot. And I don't know if I like that, but I do like the word broken stories. Oh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, So, wow. And so, and and then it was kind of a a matter of um, when you heard the Lord say, you know, treat yourself like, like a plant with complicated emotions. So what does that look like? And learning how in this clearly holistic approach, like it's not just sitting on a counselor's couch. It's not just, I mean, I have every part of me, you know, what's beautiful about that is like every part of you matters. Yeah. And every part of you affects the other part of you. And when we start sort of making a dichotomy of things or, or a um, sealing off uh, certain parts of ourselves. Um, we just don't do well. No, no. And that's my biggest like passion is to help people to understand. So the word, you know, wholeness, it, it means integrated, right? It means to be integrated. So our soul, spirit, and body need to be integrated, right? Our past, present, future need to be integrated. When we start separating our past from our present, from our future, we disintegrate, which is the opposite of wholeness. When we separate our spirit, soul, and body, we become disintegrated, which is the opposite of wholeness. So the number one thing that I do, and I do, like, I feel like God's like uniquely wired me for this is, um, to help people to understand the whole story of them and the whole story of him. Cause we are a story living inside of a story. Now say what I love that. Say what you mean. Elaborate on that if you don't mind. Cause I know that there's something beautiful there that I would miss. Yeah. Well, it's, if we, if we want like the old Testament, new Testament need to be integrated, right? Like, we have to understand that we have a past, mm-hmm. right? But we have a new present reality mm-hmm. through the cross, mm-hmm. you know, um, just to, it, it's even, you know, uh, to think about Christ's death, mm-hmm. but not to understand his resurrection, right? And to get stuck on the death. I think sometimes right. as believers are really focused on the death of, you know, the the sacrifice of the cross, the death of the cross, right? But how much do we really hear about the resurrection, about the, you know, the rising of Christ, the awakening that we have in Christ. And, um, and so when we section off parts Mm -hmm. of his story, Mm -hmm. right. Or parts of history, Mm -hmm. right. America has a past, a present and a future. And when we, what will heal America is when we integrate mm-hmm. our past with our present, and then we create a new future. And and this is universal, right? Every country, right? Every, yeah, exactly. You can apply it to anything. And that's what God showed me. Um, he showed me how to um, mend and make new our broken stories. He He showed me how to unearth the broken stories, mm-hmm. not to find what needs fixed, 
which is exactly the opposite of what most people do. We go digging around in our broken stories so that we can find all of our wounds and all the things that need healed, right? And all of this, okay? And I'm not saying that there's not a place for that, but I think we can get really stuck there and we could just fixate on fixing. Yes, that's true. Right. And where the beauty comes from, right? That's why it's the finding beautiful experience. Okay. Because it's an experience. <laughs> I promise you, you've never looked at your life in this way. It just doesn't, it's not our natural tendency. Okay. But if we mine our, our past mm-hmm. for the beauty. Because it's right. there. And I think sometimes we get so fixated on what was wrong, that was really wrong, right? Yes. Um, That was devastating. That was really devastating. Um, What was traumatic, even though I know that's not your favorite word right now. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And all of that, we get so fixated that we cannot see the gold in it. And, And this is part of the redemption thing. When you start to mine the gold that was actually genuine there, genuinely there and mine the gold that is genuinely here because- God was there in it. Right. 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 And, you know, and there, you know, the talks about that, um, you know, there's a treasure hidden in a field. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. So in your field, in your broken stories, right. There's a treasure hidden in there. That's how I look at it. That's, that's a Shelly paraphrase. That is not, (laughs) you know, that's how I I see it. Inspired version, the SIV. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's a Shelly inspired version. But yeah. that's how I think about it. So if we learn to go backward, mm-hmm. right, and mind mine our broken stories for the beauty, because what happens is think about the most traumatic thing that has ever happened to you, right? The thing that you would say, this was the hardest thing that I've ever experienced in my life, right? If you think about that thing, there's something that you lost during that time, right? There's something that you lost because of that event. You lost that, but Jesus came to seek and to say that, which was lost. Okay. So if you lost something at that crime scene, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever the, it, you know, I'm saying crime scene, but whatever the scene was of your drama and trauma criminal against that happened against you to, Right. right. If you, if you go to that, that scene in that, in that story, the movie of your life, right. And you say, this is what I lost. This is what was taken from me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when something was taken, you also gained something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So through Christ and only through Christ alone, Christ. you gain something, right. Because that's what redemption does. Exactly. It seeks and saves that which was lost. Exactly. And also God collects what was lost. Absolutely. So that it's not truly lost. No, it's not lost. It's buried. buried. That's with the field and treasure, right? So it's like, you've got that treasure, but then you've got this field that gets, you know, and some of us have more field than others, Mm -hmm. right? You get this field of the world laid upon you right? Laid upon the treasure that's buried deep within you. And you start to identify with the field instead of the treasure. You start to identify with your trauma instead of the beauty that lies within you. Absolutely. And the beauty that lies within you 
is a part of your original design that is eternal. That's your true self. Karma doesn't define you. No. And I think too much we've our, we've allowed the trauma, the loss, whatever to yeah. define us. Yes. And only God gets to define us. And he says, yeah. right. He says we're whole. He says we're holy. Yeah. Right. Sorry. I don't mean to be. No, that's beautiful. Yeah. Be holy as I am holy. Yes. Right. And we'll take that and then we'll get into works with it and we'll be trying to crucify our flesh and we'll be trying to, you know, like our, our, our true work is the fight of faith, mm-hmm. right? Our true work is just to believe that God is who he said he is, that Jesus did what he said he did, that we are who he says we are, right? Like that's, that's it. It's the fight of faith. And that's everybody's everybody's fight because we're always kind of going on kind of to another level. You know, we were talking about how God is kind of expanding you and promoting and, and it's a fight of faith because like, Oh, I haven't been here before. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said I could do this. I'm doing this. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So, so that's what God was showing me because, so here's the thing about me. The other part of my story is that um, when I was, in high school, went to the guidance counselor's office, right? And this is where, I don't know if they still do this, but they try to figure out your path for your next steps, right? And if you're going to go to college or whatever, you know, and I just knew in, in my soul, right? I knew within me that I was born to be an artist. It's the only thing I ever enjoyed doing. It's why I went to school. It's, it's just, it was just who I was, right? Creativity, all of that. Um, I grew up my, my mom and my grandma, we went to thrift stores, we found stuff, we made stuff. We were always like trash to treasure, you know, finding the beauty in the broken things. Right. Okay. Looking so that, I'm sorry, that is such a physical analogy of what you're doing on a, on, on an emotional, spiritual, physical dimension Exactly. Keep on going. That's just right. Right. Yeah, totally. Right. And so I never, I did not learn. Okay. And part of this is nurture, right. It's part of this is nature, I think, but because I grew up with these women in my life and, and my dad too, my dad restored cars for a living, you know, so people would bring him broken things. He would do his stuff. Right. And then voila, we've got a beautiful new shiny car. And that was just how I grew up. Right. So when you think about it, um, you know, during high school, I was told, you know, um, you can't be an artist. I told him I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to go to the uh, Chicago Art Institute, wanted to become an artist. And he was like, no, a flat like (laughs) No. (laughs) Right. Like there's no money in that. You can't become an artist. It's not the way, right. You need to have a real job. You need to do something, you know? So I was like, watched a movie that inspired me. I was like, okay, well, what about physical therapy? There was a physical therapist that helped this person be restored from, um, there was a car accident to be able to walk. Right. So I, I was like, that's really cool. So maybe I'll do that. And he was like, you're not smart enough to do that. You don't have the grades for it. You no. Sorry. (laughs) So, so, but for me to say, you can't be an artist, nobody will pay you for it Mm -hmm. with that. How it felt to me, I understand what he was doing, but what it felt to me was 
who you were born to be has no value. Wow. Wow. Because people only pay you for things that they value. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. If you can create beauty from brokenness, you have value. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And beauty from brokenness looks like a lot of different things, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my. exactly. Physically, emotionally, really spiritually, all of it, right? Like we've all, we've got broken money stories. We've got wow. broken physical stories, broken relationship stories, all, all of it. Right. So I say all that to say when, when I was going through this unearthing process, um, where God was showing me, like, it's okay to look backwards. You're safe. Yes you're soothed, right? I've got you. So, I mean, long story short is I started just doing water, eating healthy, um, you know, balancing my blood sugar, doing all of the, you know, things that, that you would think to do to take care of yourself. If you were a houseplant, right? Like kind of makes sense. (laughs) You wouldn't put Mountain Dew on a houseplant. You would expect it to die, but for some reason we put that on ourselves and we think we're supposed to live. (laughs) (laughs) but, um, so when I, when I started to do all that process, what happened was I, I did, I started to get better. I started to have enough um, brain power, right. To do the deeper emotional, spiritual work. Right. Cause it's really hard to be spiritual when you have a migraine and you're passing out. (laughs) Exactly. Everything supports everything, but I think sometimes the obvious, uh, practicalities of just caring for your your body gives yep. you the infrastructure to be able to do the other stuff. So exactly. It's it's all it all the, and the beautiful thing is it feeds on each other. The, the 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 more you're able to help your body, the more you're able to deal with your emotions. The more you're able to to uh, invest in your spiritual growth, the more you're able to do to take care of your body and do your emotions. And your is right. So it feeds yep. on itself, and you go from a, um, a vicious cycle into a blessed cycle. Yeah. Instead of dwindling down, you're spiraling upwards because the spiral goes both ways and we get right. to use more powerful. Exactly. And, and see, here's the thing in all this. I, I didn't drink alcohol. I didn't do drugs. You know, I grew up in an environment where most of the people around me was normal You had to drink, to do drugs, to, you know, it was just part of our, you know, part of that culture. Right. right? That's a thing. Um, but, um, I, I didn't do any of those things because I just honestly, it didn't, I mean, not that I never drank, but it wasn't a vice in my life. I, I never did, you know, became a habit or anything like that. Um, but I did figure out that chocolate ice cream and tacos made the pain go away temporarily, <laughs> right? Cause sugar does feel like love for a minute. It does. And so does chocolate. Yeah. And tacos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does feel like love. Okay. Until it doesn't because it's, you, you know, <laughs> until it doesn't love you back. Right. And it's all fun until your pants don't fit. Um, but uh, what happened was um, during that time, I was, I was able to be awakened. I was, I was home. I was able to, my brain did clear up my physical symptoms did start to get better. Right. Which then allowed me to do the emotional work. So partnered with a coach, um, actually also went back to school to become a whole health ed- educator 
And, and so I learned a lot of stuff through all of those processes. Mm-hmm. Um, but God showed me, he's like, like an artist, he's like, go to your past, like an artist. Interesting. Okay. Right. So what what an artist does, a true artist, right? There's people that can paint. There's people that can sing. That doesn't make them an artist. Mm -hmm. What true artists do, artistry is on a soul level. True artistry is a soul connection. Mm. It's being able to see the beauty in the brokenness. That's what a true artist does. And that's such a gift, right? So, and that's what, and, and beauty inspires and heals and right. But you have, it's, you have eyes to see, right? Eyes to see, spiritual eyes to see. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Keep going. This is so good. Yeah. Well, the, the book, um, beauty will save the world by Brian Zahn. Brian Zahn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I had always been geared towards beauty, right? I I was wired for it. I was wired for art and to see, you know, actually I had a physician ask me one time, what, what do you feel like you were born to do? Mm-hmm. And I said, help people see. Beautiful. It just rolled off my tongue. You know, I, I, I never thought about it before, but when he asked me that, I was like, that's what I was born to do. You know, I had a photography business. That's what photography is all seeing. It's seeing light and dark and finding the beauty and getting the right angle. And I always say that everything is beautiful in the right light in photography. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's you people, you know, people would come to me and they'd be like, oh, well, I've got a wrinkle here and a bulge here and, a, you know, whatever, you know, and I'm like, trust the process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So through the light, right lens and the right light, everything is beautiful. And um, yeah, so that's kind of what he was showing me was, yeah, you can go to your past and you can fixate on all the lack and all the the things that were done to you and should have been done and da 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 right everything and shouldn't have been done should have and everything that should have happened that didn't happen right <laughs> exactly yeah. right and all the ways you were wronged and and blah 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 right mm-hmm. or you can go to your past you can unearth your broken stories you can find the beauty that you lost there because every crime scene every scene of your broken stories you lost a part of you. Mm-hmm. So yes. everything that happens to you, you lose a part of you, a part of your true nature, and it's left back there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go back there and get it, you're never going to find it. Go, go retrieve it. Go <laughs> retrieve. Well, and that's true. And you, this is possible because you're with a God who does, does just that. Right. So all exactly. the lost things aren't really lost. No, they're not. They're not lost. The they're fragments. hidden. <laughs> and so, and so that's how you can go back and retrieve what was lost. That's right. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, so it's not just about healing ourselves, right? I don't, I don't look at it like that. I just look at it as like this giant story that's being played out. Right. And if you unearth your broken stories, right, what that allows you to do is cultivate your highest calling. Because not only does that get redeemed, but you are upgraded 
and propelled into what God had planned for you. So he's able to interweave that didn't come from him, but able to interweave that and make it even more beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Then and to me, that's what, you know, it's like redeeming the dream, right? It's like, God has a dream for you. It's always been his dream for you. And when you come to earth, right, there's these things that happen that are in direct opposition with your true nature, with your true self, with the dream that God, that is you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so in that, when you go backwards and and mine your broken stories for the beauty, you're able to cultivate your highest calling. And, And I think a lot of people, I hear so many believers, like, I don't know what my calling is. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, yes. All the time. And, and it's, so it's like, we're in this waiting period of like waiting for our calling to be revealed. Your calling, my friend is right in front of you. Yeah. Your calling is within you. It's just covered up by field. Okay. And another tip is your calling will always have something to do with reconciling parts back to God in some way. Absolutely. It doesn't have to, you don't have to strap strap a scripture on it. It doesn't have to be ministry. None of that, right? Like you can make a beautiful table that's done in a beautiful way. And it could be so beautiful, right? That it connects people to you and their interaction with you reconciles their heart. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's all ministry, but we don't need to label it as such. You don't need to label it. Yeah. And, um, and so when you, when you recognize that, like your voids create your values, right? So what you lost, Mm -hmm. there's also something that you're going to, that you will find in losing. And when you find what you lost, your calling will be revealed. Absolutely. And I think sometimes people, and this is a pattern that I've seen is because, we're not settled in our worth and value that sometimes we do this so much in the church. We do this so much in the world, um, but we also do this in the church a lot where I'm going to find my purpose because we think that that's where we're going to find our value when that's exact, exactly the opposite. It's like our values already been established. It's out of that place of value. Right. We're tracking with who God created us to be. This is who we actually are that we're able as our, as things unfold, we're able to connect with the purposes that he has, but your value, if you're not enough in and of yourself, regardless of whether you're doing anything for him or, or whatever. And Mm -hmm. If that, that it, 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 and you're trying to, to find your purpose, to get the value, it will elude you because you're starting from this lie that somehow you're not enough intrinsic in and of yourself. And so you're trying to use the purpose to give you value when the purpose is just a byproduct and a reflection of what's already true about you and the value of who you are. Right. Yeah. 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 And we get talked out of who we are, right? Like Mm -hmm. that started like my being talked out of who I, who I, who I am, who God made me to be right. I'm sure it started way earlier than that, but it, it, my recollection of it was, you know, in that guidance counselor's room when he was like, wow. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was, it, that starts the 
getting talked out of who you were meant to be by well-meaning people who right. think they have your best interests at heart. Right. Might be your parents, might be your pastor, could be your guidance counselor, your teachers, whatever, right? Um, and you know, thankfully, I had parents who were very free spirited and allowed, you know, they didn't put pressure on me in that way. But what's interesting is, you know, I think sometimes people blame their parents a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but here's the thing. If it's not your parents, it'll be somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just how it works here on here on this place we call earth. Right. And it's part of the process. And if you can just recognize like, oh, it's just part of the process. It's okay. It doesn't, we don't have to vilify anybody. It's, it's okay. Um, but that's, that's the beauty of, you know, um, really, I always say we don't become anything. We just unbecome what we weren't. Oh, that's good. That's good. Right. And so I became a nurse. Mm -hmm. I never felt like a nurse ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wanted to alleviate suffering. Right. right, Through, through art. I wanted to change the world and alleviate suffering through art. Mm -hmm. That was what I wanted to do. And so I was like, well, if I can't be an artist, Right. Maybe like in my logical brain was like, maybe I'll become a nurse because that because nurses alleviate suffering right. in my mind. That's what I thought. Well, I didn't realize I was just getting steeped in suffering every single day. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like you really don't get to alleviate that much suffering as a nurse. I mean, not, not like you think you would get to. Right. It's very much. Well, you know that as a physician. <laughs> It's not transformation. It's, I mean, it's necessary and thank God for the, the, the doctors and nurses that are called and this is what they do and they're playing their part. Right. But it's not generally transformational and certainly where, where, uh, where it's very complicated. Your body was broken down because of the onslaught that happened that was not dealt with and not taking care of yourself. And that whole transformational aspect comes out of the place of treating your the whole being. Um, yeah. Now it's interesting because you did gel partially with what you were created for. It was just kind of a little judo move. Was it okay? <laughs> yeah. Not really good. So right. there's only so much it had life on it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't what you were really called to do. Yeah, that's yeah. actually also part of your journey because you do. I'm sure you take some of that in with you, absolutely. In your story and find the beauty in that, even though it wasn't right. You know, so it's not like we have to. Okay, we're not going to get this all perfect. It's no. not perfect, but it's about a journey where we keep on flowing until we're really trying. Yeah, okay, that that's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think that takes time, you know, that takes learning to, to attune, you know, our spiritual senses and, and, and truthfully, um, honestly, getting sick was the best thing that ever happened to me because it it put me in timeout, right? Like when you, it was like, my body was like, yeah, you're not going to listen and, and, you know, don't have time and, and whatever. So just, we'll just put you, we'll just, you can just pass out and then you won't be able to go anywhere. But yeah, so it's always a, um, it's in us and it's, it's trying to be born, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? The true self is always trying to be born, but we, we have to unbecome all the things that weren't really true about us. Right. 
And so I can see the story now looking backwards. It makes total sense, right? But like when you're in it, it's in, in your the only person looking at your story, it's very hard to see. I really feel like that's, you need another person, right? And that's why I had a coach. I have a, right. I had a community of people helping me do the work and um, no man is an island, right? And I don't believe that wholeness is actually something you can attain by yourself. Well, because part of wholeness actually is community. And exactly. it's actually the inter, you know, God, God meant us to be dependent on him and interdependent on one another. And right not independent from either. And we will be one sick plant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to do just me and Jesus, or if we're trying to do, um, or, or, you know, not avoiding community or trying to be without Jesus and all that, we're going to be one sick puppy. And, um, you know, and, and that's part of the healing process because, you know, for uh, part of the journey of finding beauty in the broken story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that I just did that right there. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I always say, you know, we're, we're, we are broken in community, right? We become, uh, our broken stories happen in community, right? By people usually, but our healing and our wholeness also comes through community. Yes, it does. And, and what we often do with trauma, um, the more we're wounded, right? The more we avoid community, the more we hide our true self, Mm-hmm. And the more we avoid community because we're afraid to be wounded again. But what actually happens is when you do that, you actually build yourself a little prison awesome. that you can never get out of. Well, and, and until, until you, until something changes and you decide to take some chances. Right. And yeah. It will look like engaging with other people. Yeah, you've got to engage in other people some way, some way, right? And then it's, we talked about this too, is um, it's very safe. Like, so we often think like brokenness, right? Looks like, I don't know what we think it looks like, like somebody who's down and out, right? Somebody who's on the streets or, you know, drinking and drugging or whatever. It can, it can. Okay. Um. But, you know, the same thing that causes people to, to do that also causes your body to break down. It's actually the root of it is the same thing. It's just that those two people chose to handle it in a different way. Sure. Um, but it can also look like overachieving. It can look like overworking. It can look like collecting a bunch of degrees. Hello. A bunch of certifications. Right. <laughs> Um, right there. Right. Like, and we just can hide, we can learn that we can achieve and then we can be affirmed by our achievements. It can look like people hiding in the ministry. Uh, Oh, and it looks like that a lot. It looks like that a lot. Yeah. It can look like CEOs of companies, right? Because who's going to argue with the CEO? Who's going to argue with the head pastor? Who's going to, right? Like who's going to argue with Catherine Toon, MD, right? Like, I mean, okay. come on. <laughs> right? <Nice. Be> nice. <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean? It's, oh, you no, know, I get talking. it. So you, you hide behind, you build these, these constructs that are socially acceptable and then you hide behind them. And what's really going on is that you are um, bleeding out yeah. behind it and you're not living an authentic life. Right. And who wants to come to the end of their life and realize you didn't live your life and you weren't, you weren't who you were created to be. Oh my gosh. That is, that is like the number one thing for me. 
right? Is there's a book called the war of art, not the art of war, the war of art, but it talks about that. I love that book, but it talks about that is that there's these two lives, Mm -hmm. right? And what my husband says, and I love the way he says it is there's two lives. There's a, there's a life you could, you're living, right? And then there's the life that you, you could live. It's your custom designed life. And both are possible. Isn't that and and we get to choose, but it does require being brave. It does. It does. But we're made brave. That's just that's part of our our nature. We may not have practiced being brave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We, can, we can be brave to do the next good thing in front of us, right? We can be brave to whatever the next thing that God is leading you in to do that. Um, yeah, it's just the next thing. Like you just get this glimmer, and if you'll, he's not going to give you the whole picture. Oh God, no. we'd no, freeze if he gave us the whole picture. <laughs> he's not going to give you the whole picture. So because that would that'd be that wouldn't require faith and trust, right? right. Mm-hmm. And he can't entrust you with what he wants to give you if he can't trust you, right? Because it could destroy you if you get yeah. if you get it, and it, it could destroy you. So there's this like gentle like dance right that happens like this and, 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 and this is part of his trustworthiness because whatever he's asking you to do that's a stretch that is requiring you to be brave you can do it yeah hard but so you were made to do hard things because it's bringing you you can do the hard of regret or you can do the hard of the next good thing in front of you that's right and, that's right. and you can do it and it's amazing because you expand to fill the space because you're being unveiled as who you are uh, in how he's leading. You will always be an unveiling of who you are as you're walking it out with him. And he's yeah. the one that empowers it. Yeah. Oh, God, you're, sorry. It's such a hot button for me. So it's, it's, it's so true, you know, and I think that that's where, you know, I always say, you know, I want to take people from conformity to creativity, right? I want to help people to heal emotionally and to lead creatively, creatively so they can prosper abundantly, mm. right? And I've, I've heard it said, um, I think Miles Monroe said it, I'm not 100% sure, but um, like all poverty is just a lack of creativity. Oh, interesting. And that totally makes sense because there are creative ways to deal with every problem we have and God is the creator who's made us in his image and likeness to, to solve whatever's in front of us. Yeah. So creativity is taking what you have, right. Taking the parts of what you have, integrating them. Right. Cause you really, as humans, we don't really create, truly create anything, right. Everything that was ever created has already been created. Right. God made trees. We make tables. Right. Right. So we don't make trees. We're not that. We're not that. Right. We're not creating. We're not the. We're not creating. We're creators. We're not the. Right. We're not the creator. We're creators. Um. But we take what we have. We ask God for divine direction, right? And then He helps us to create something new and beautiful from it, right? So it's like, what if those broken stories are part of what you have, right? Along with what you have. Right. And then you mesh it together and then you create this brand new thing that never existed before. And it could only come through you. And that's how we create our God-sized dreams. Wow. It takes all those 
fragments, all those pieces, all the ugly parts, all the beautiful parts, it brings it all together yep. into something breathtaking and beautiful. Lovely. Wow. Yeah. In, in art terms, right. I I've told this to people is in art terms, right. Can you imagine like a painting with, and you can't use black. Like you're going to paint a picture as an artist mm-hmm. who cannot use black. If we're, if we're symbolizing like dark, you know, you can't use any dark colors, right? Black, brown, navy, none of the dark colors are able to be used. Only, you can only use light colors. How good do you think that painting would be? It's going to be insipid and (laughs) full of life because there is, there is, um, substance and something to be gleaned by all the dark colors in your life. Exactly. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Well, this has been incredible. Now, I hear you are uh, getting ready to do a retreat uh, Mm -hmm. in person for a very limited number and virtually. Tell us about that. Yeah. So September 22nd, 23rd and 24th this fall, um, we will be hosting our Finding Beautiful Experience Retreat. it's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. I'm so excited. And this is exactly the work that we're going to be doing in this retreat is unearthing our broken stories, cultivating our highest calling and creating our God-sized dreams, right? We're going to do this through the lens of the creative process. So we're going to use, uh, you know, photography. We're going to do some art together. We're going to, um, you know, have some worship and, and just, it's just going to be a beautiful collection of, um, really using science and spirituality, right? So, um, and artistry. So it's going to be really unique. And, um, the kind of the cool thing that I'm really excited about is we're going to be able to do it in person, um, for 10 people only, um, in person, but it will also be available virtually. So it'll be an in-person retreat and a virtual retreat that's happening, happening simultaneously. Um, God gave me this idea and I I'm so excited about it to be able to kind of collectively be together, but then also be together in a small intimate setting with the 10, um, women or, you know, it's going to be for women in the house. Right. Um, and, uh, it's going to be in Danville, Illinois. Uh, we're going to be, it's going to be full of nature. We're going to hike. We're going to heal. We're going to become whole. It's going to be awesome. Oh God, that sounds wow, that sounds so amazing. Now, where where do people find you? How do people find you? And I will be including, you gave me a link, so I will be adding this to the Yeah. You can you can find me um on um my website at wholesoulstudio.com. Um you can also find me on Facebook, Shelly Hink. That's E Y. S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-H-E-N-K. Um, those and are pretty- Hank, not Hank, just so you know. Right. Hank like pink, but spelled with an E. I know it's confusing. Um, but you could just uh go go to Facebook, type in Shelly Hink, and I will come right up. Um yeah, and if you want to download uh the, the first um part of my book uh for free, you can go to my website, wholesoulstudio.com and download uh, my free book. And I also have a free uh, private Facebook community. I go live in there every Wednesday evening. Um, So if you want to connect with me that way, that would be awesome. That is awesome. Now, tell us the name of your book. It's called Just Say No, Mm -hmm. 
it's a co-authored book with 14 other um, kingdom women and um, all focused around um, setting healthy boundaries uh, and saying no to everything in your life that does not serve your destiny story. Whoa. Well, that is awesome. Oh, Shelly, this has been so much fun. You can tell it because I've just been, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm just kind of vibrating and hopping in <laughs> so much there. And I love it. I love it so much. So as we're kind of closing out, any final things that you want to share? I just, I, you know, I want you to know if you're listening and I want you to know if you feel like you have a broken story that's beyond repair. Okay. And you feel, you feel brokenhearted, right? I want you to just remember, right. That Jesus heals the brokenhearted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I spent way too long believing that what I went through, the things that I went through were just, I just couldn't go there because they were just too painful. Right. And, um, and I think that I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But man, yeah. going there, just taking care of what needs to be taken care of, taking care of you. Yeah. And it, oh my goodness. It's, it's worth it. It is so yeah. worth it. And you can yeah. do it. Yeah. And what awaits on the other side, right? Like with you, it's like, you wouldn't be doing the work that you're doing now. Had you not done the wholeness work? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, um, and that's when life gets exciting, you know? So I think it's when, um, when our dreams are redeemed, right. That suffering finds its perfect place in our story. Beautiful. Well, Shelly, it's been so much fun. It's been so, uh, profound, uh, and everybody just, uh, go to the link that I'll be attaching. Cause she's got all these, uh, great resources for you, uh, Check out the retreat. I'm sure that the information will be coming up as you have it to give on your link tree uh, link that I'll be sharing. And uh, thank you so much for joining. It's been amazing. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, everyone, uh, share this with someone you know needs it. Uh, this is powerful and life-giving. And thank you for watching. And everybody have a fabulous day. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.